What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List. If you've been listening back to back, you know there's a two-part episode review. So thanks for listening to our Stranger Things uh, episode review. And now uh, we will be going into the genre of cinema, of film, <laughs> and the release of the long-awaited Pixar film Lightyear. Uh, of course, this being billed, you know the toy, now watch the film. And uh, that's sort of what they stuck with in this film. By the way, for those of you who are just tuned on for this episode, I'm RB here with my co-host Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up, guys? And we're talking Lightyear. We've talked every Pixar movie before. We're both big Pixar fans, right, Dom? Absolutely. We love Pixar. We did a quick plug. We've done a, a Pixar series before, yep, right? Yeah. I don't we think we talked with, every Pixar. I, I think so, because we released we? it when, when Onward came out. And I'm trying to think what has come out since Onward. I feel like we've reviewed everything Pixar that's come out since Onward. Oh, I'm sure we've 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 talked a bunch of we love Pixar. We talked Soul, we talked Onward, we talked those are the two newest ones I could think of. Yeah, yeah. So And here uh, we are I with mean, Lightyear. Yeah, Lightyear. So let's uh let's dive right on in with Lightyear, Dom. Um do we want to go scores first before we go spoilers? Yeah, let's give our quick scores. I'm I'm intrigued to hear your score first cuz I'm still very very I don't know. This this film was a lot to take in. Yeah, I mean I, I'm glad they let it off with, yep. you know, um, in 1995 when Toy Story came out, Andy got a toy from his favorite movie, Buzz Lightyear, and this is that movie you're going to watch right now. And I loved this prefacing. I thought yeah. this was an excellent way to start off the film. And it totally set you in. It made sense. You know, this, okay, this is, we, and it kind of made me feel like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be Andy watching this as a kid. And it yeah, put me in the, a, yes, in the right mindset. Exactly. I love that they did that for that exact reason. Yes. And um, from there, I, I guess I'll just give my score. From there, I was pleased with what I saw on the screen. This movie did not blow me away in any way possible. Like, it wasn't, you know, we, we've talked about it so much inside out. I walked out of the theater saying that's one of the most unique films I've ever seen. Onward. I really enjoyed watching Onward. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, this one felt a little more cookie cutter. Um, you know, I hate to compare it because I know you like it, RB, but it felt similar to something like The Good Dinosaur. Um, you know, a very, not not in terms of story, but it felt like a simple story it wasn't I and as I'm, I'm very surprised yeah a good dinosaur was the second lowest pixar film score i gave behind only yeah. a bug's life so no i yeah. would agree and maybe cars too i'm not a big fan of cars too, but i don't think yeah. anyone is yeah. <laughs> but yeah no i i agree with you i i didn't yeah. know i i was waiting and i that's why i wanted to hear your score because i yeah. thought maybe i had missed a deeper layer here it, it was the the meaning. I think I think what we're trying to get at here, the deeper meaning of your usual Pixar film was not here. It was way more surface level. It was this was a more of a kids film is what I'm thinking of. And, and I, I think that was the idea because, yeah. you know, Andy was is what I mean, he's still playing with. Act, of course. I mean, not even action figures, you know, stuffed animals in certain things. And that scene, he's got to be eight, ten years old. I mean, uh, if it, yeah. this were a serious, you know, this was a la Star Trek or uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back. I don't know that you'd take an eight or a ten-year-old kid to go see that. Well, at of least course. when it first came out, you know, or it, Alien, for example. I guess that would be sort of the film of the genre around the the '90s, right? This was this was a fun adventure film for kids. 
and it had a little bit of a deeper meaning, but I mean, you don't have to read too deeply to see it at all. Okay. Not like, you know, in Coco, we were crying because the deep meaning in that, you know, or Toy Story was pretty deep for its time as well. Soul was one of the deepest movies, Inside Out. It's not like that. This was a good, worth the ticket price, fun adventure film with a couple great voice uh, performances. Yep. I'd give this probably a seven and a half out of 10, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'll give this one an 8 out of 10. There were a couple of qu- uh, of twists and turns that as a Toy Story fan, I was dying to know. We won't do the spoilers just quite yet, but you know, I, I think you know what I'm referring to. Um, that gave I, I would give it an 8 out of 10, just a notch over 7.5. Because initially I wanted to give it a 7.5. And, and then, like I said, I was hoping maybe you had gotten a deeper meaning from this film. And I was like, maybe Dom can swing me and I can get it up to a 9 if he felt that way. But yeah, I, I mean, 8 out of 10. There was just enough for me to give it that great range. Maybe call it childhood nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's a lot of great nostalgic for Toy Story fans, a lot of great nostalgic moments in this. Um, A lot of things like explaining why Buzz Lightyear in the original Toy Story, you know, when he still thinks he's actually Buzz Lightyear. A lot of things that he does are explained in this movie why he was acting like that. Yeah. And um, I love that, that they called back to that. A lot of reason why why he was sneaking around a lot in this in <laughs> when he when he I'm talking about Toy Buzz Lightyear when yep. Toy Buzz Lightyear lands in Andy's room and he's sneaking around and he's acting and he's saying all these different things. A lot of that is explained in this movie, and I love that that they drew the line there. Very um, much so, yes. But as far as like you were saying, the deeper meaning, the only deeper meaning that I got here was um, Buzz wanted to be kind of like a lone ranger, do everything on his own, and take all the you know, the heavy burden of everything, and he wasn't able to deal with making mistakes. By the end of the movie, he was able to um, learn from his mistakes and live with them and then also learn how to be part of a team. And very a la Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. Yeah, Character development, a toy Buzz Lightyear. Like I said, something we have seen before. Yep, correct, yeah. correct. Okay, so, I mean, let's talk about this. Then the character development, we get Buzz Lightyear. Our opening sequence, I think... Yep. Spo- spoiler of, alert, by the way. Wee, yeah, wee, wee, wee. There we go. <laughs> um, I think some of some of the cooler action in this scene, you know, we're on this remote planet. We, uh, you know, we're exploring it with Buzz and his commander, who is named Hawthorne. Yes, Hawthorne. Yes. And um, as well as a, a new recruit to Star Command. Rookie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we get some great comedy. We get some action as sort of the planet we find out is a hostile environment. And we get Buzz Lightyear trying to get everyone off the planet. And he is unsuccessful in doing so. He doesn't listen to his his, uh, His autopilot. Oh, oh, yeah. The Uh, uh, the computer system, the computer pilot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The autopilot. It's saying he's not going to make it out. He's saying I can do it. We see him pulling up and he crashes. And they are stuck on this planet. And that is Buzz Lightyear's plight uh, in this film is to get everyone off the planet, you know, to find what do they what do they call it? Crystallized synthesis or something like that. So yeah. that they can get to light speed and get out of there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just want to start off by saying, you know, even though this was a pretty simple plot, Chris Evans did great in the comedy. He was funny yeah. when he needed to be. He was serious when he needed to be as Buzz Lightyear. I loved Chris Evans in this film. His voice acting was superb. I thought very much so. Very much so. Um, and then we get to one little nitpick I have here at the beginning of the film where I feel like we could get more character development or we could have – no, not not more character development, but we could have gotten a bigger um, emotional 
storyline where we kind of just jump through time really quickly and we just kind of move things faster, move, 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 move at the beginning of this film where it didn't make sense to me why he would keep going, okay, there's another four years, there's another four years, there's another four years. I, see, I, I like this. Yeah. I, I thought this was great. I, I enjoyed you know, watching with Buzz's obsession and lack of noticing that people were, were beginning to be okay hmm. with living there. You know, the whole film I'm watching, um, you know, expecting and not wanting him to be necessarily, but I, I think it was Burn, Burnside. Was that the, yeah. the, uh, the guy who replaces Hawkins? Hawthorne. You know, or Hawthorne, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, and, and says, uh, you know, well, actually, we're, we're canceling your mission. You know, we built, we're going to build this giant dome and we're going to be okay. And he just <laughs> refuses dome. to see it. He's, <laughs> yes, the laser dome. And he just refuses to see it. Buzz refuses to see it. He is so tunnel vision caught up on, I made a mistake, I need to fix it, that it costs him, you know, a relationship with who was his best friend, Hawthorne, until she dies. And he ends up, you know, sort of reliving that with his granddaughter years in the future. Yeah, with Hawthorne's granddaughter. Let's yeah. let's talk about the elephant in the room, RB. Yeah. I know we don't like to touch on political stuff very much, but it's been widely discussed, the... the uh, the gay relationship, lesbian relationship in this film between Hawthorne and her wife. You know, she, wife, he yes. says she comes back and she gets uh, engaged. He says, I'm engaged. And he says, oh, who, who's the lucky lady or something yep. like that. Yep. And I honestly, I, I don't see the problem with this. I thought this was handled perfectly. I think it was, I think it was very well handled and I, I have no problem with it with the exception of I don't know that that would have been widely accepted in a 1995 film for children. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. But once again, we are not in our world. We are in Andy's world. We are in Pixar world, mind you, that this film came out. So maybe yeah. it is, you know. Maybe. We've got to suspend our disbelief, just like we got to disp suspend our disbelief um, in that toys are coming to life. Yeah, you know, this absolutely. is the same universe. Absolutely. So, yep. you know, and, and you know, I mean, I guess the main arguing was why? Why do we have a lesbian relationship in a kids' movie? Well, I I can understand people getting mad about it if it's like two kids that are having a lesbian relationship. But I mean, this is two adults. I mean, how many people do you and I know, RB, that have two moms or two dads? I mean, it's right. very very common. I, and, I feel like it was also, totally fine. I mean, just an, an interesting factoid here. I believe in looking this up, and of course, Pixar is located in, in Emeryville, and. The, in the Bay Area, and I believe the Pixar films are meant to take place in the Bay Area. You know, they refer to it as, the, I think, the Tri-County area, and I, I've always looked at that knowing where Pixar is located. Is it supposed to be like the East Bay and San Francisco and then up north in like Marin? Um, maybe that's me reading into it too much, having, you know, <laughs> sort of being a Bay Area local. Um, so that's another thing, you know, with where it takes place. Maybe, you know, that and, – and in this, you know, Tri-County Pixar world, you know, that – and would be accepted and it's sort of a a better world for it i'd like to say but you know i i, I, I have no problems with it, with it at all yeah. but i i people guess... were in such uproar about like it felt like a lot of people online were in uproar about there being a, a lesbian family a lesbian I, kiss I, I felt that even even before that it, i mean there was an uproar with that in uh, in doctor strange absolutely and, I mean, yeah once again you know I, I think the way both of us have been raised, you know, I mean, we're, we're okay with yeah. that. You How know, many there's, friends there's have we had growing exactly. up that had exactly. two dads or two moms? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we are used to it, but I, I guess, you know, there are still places, you know, and 
people that are, are still stig- stigmatized, I guess. Is, is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. By it or, or triggered by it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I, have, I have no problems with it. But yes, I'm glad it, it we was. we agree there. So let's let's talk about uh, the big time jump. Yeah. 60 years, was it? I think I believe so. Yeah, something like that. I think it was. No, it might have been less. It might have been 20 years. I, I can't even remember, but it, by the end, he had traveled over 100 years, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and now Hawthorne has, excuse me, a granddaughter. And um, I really liked the character development with her and her crew. I thought Very that so. they held up a lot of the story in this movie. Um, yep. I wasn't really on board until we got to this point with the crew. I was like, okay, yeah, this is, it's a little sad that his friend died, and it's, it's kind of sad that, you know, I liked how, how he had the little cat. The cat's funny. Socks is really funny. Yep, Socks is great. Peter Son. Bravo, Peter, Peter Son, Son voicing him, yeah. He was really funny in this movie, and mm-hmm. um, I was on board a little bit, and then once we got to the crew and we meet uh, Taika Waititi's character, who is absolutely hilarious. Yep, Mo Morrison. Mo Morrison, and we get, I can't remember the other character's name, but it, she's an older lady and she's a convict. <laughs> she yep. was absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's that's Diaz, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the entire dynamic of this crew, RB. It was really great. At first, he thinks they're an elite squad of you yeah. know space rangers that are going to help him, and then he's like, "Oh no, they're just recruits they're the and, train- and training." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, more more of more of his nightmare from from earlier. Yeah, absolutely. But either way, I mean, our, our big conflict as he comes back this time, there are these robots. Yes. Um, coming Zerg. from the ship, yeah, and um, they yeah they call them Zergs. We find out that this person is not named Zerg. No, this, this big bad. They just they just theme that because that's all the robots can say. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, seems like everything goes wrong for Buzz Lightyear. Um, you know, he's trying to get the crystals to his ship. His ship gets transported away. They're trying to get this ship out of this mining facility, and the mining facility gets infiltrated by robots, and then the crystal gets transported away. And um, in the meantime, he eats a sandwich, meat sandwich, and it has one slice of bread. <laughs> it's like and a I thought, of meat. Yes, meat sandwich. Oh, that was hilarious. Yep. And and uh, Mo Morrison is is in love with his pen in his in his costume, his strange yep. space ranger costume, yep, his space ranger outfit. Yep. Um, and then of course we get the big mistake made by Hawthorne's granddaughter, and um, she. Like uh, she ejects the crystal, and Zerg gets the crystal, and Buzz thinks his mission is over, and then Buzz gets kidnapped. Yep, and taken up to Zerg's ship. And then we get the big RB. Why don't we we talk through this reveal? Go ahead. Yes. So so this reveal was something that I think has been what twenty five years in the making. I mean, the character of Zerg is first I think appears in uh, Toy Story two. Yes. And. We, we don't know who he is. We know he's Buzz Lightyear's villain. And we get some plays in Toy Story 2 as, you know, uh, a la Empire Strikes Back. You know, he says, I'm your father in that one. Yeah. But the whole time we are trying to figure out who Zerg is. And I'm, I'm sitting there this whole film. I'm thinking maybe it's Burnside and he's, you know, trying to create these robots just to create fear so he can have his laser dome. I'm thinking maybe it's going to tie into the beginning of the film and it's that first rookie that Buzz, like, never trained and he was angry. so he trained I thought that too. I'm trying to figure out who is this guy because I want to know who Zerg is. We don't know who he is. He's just kind of a – okay, he's Buzz Lightyear's villain, but obviously we're going to get Buzz Lightyear's story here. Um, but the big reveal that I did not see coming is Zerg is Buzz. Yeah. That 
that took me a minute to figure out what was, what the heck was going on. Me too. I had to think about that for a second. It was it, it reminded me of of Dark a little bit. I know you haven't okay, seen it, yeah, RV, yeah, but it reminded yeah. me on of Dark a little bit in on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting twist, and I enjoyed it. It made the movie better than I thought it was. And um, yeah, what, what was your takeaway on it? Yeah, I I thought it was great. I think the character arc made sense definitely yeah. that you know he was there to. Uh, I guess he was there, you know, just like Buzz, obsessed with this mission and, um, you know, finally found a way to travel through time and that he could, get, you know, he could get everything back. Mm -hmm. This was a Buzz that continued the obsession, who probably did not or who didn't meet Hawthorne's granddaughter and, you know, wasn't ever able to shake that I need to work alone and only with myself. So yeah. I, I, I liked it because I also think without this character, Buzz would have never learned that, never learned mm -hmm. to work with the team and you know to to move on from his obsession yeah and he and buzz learned that you know he did make a mistake he yep. accepted it and he saw the brighter side of it you know so yeah i did make a mistake i did strand these people here but look at what they've done they've made a great life for themselves my friend my best friend hawthorne i missed her entire life and it wasn't a wasted life she had a fantastic life here where she had a loving family that she, that she grew yeah, and, and that's, our, that's our big our big aha moment here. Every Pixar movie, big or small, has an aha moment. And that's yeah. that's really it. Whether it's a terrible Pixar movie like Cars and it's about friendship, or this, it's about, you know, sort of, you know, focusing on the smaller things in life, which I think, I guess, now that we've talked through it, is kind of the message behind this film, is that, you know, you, you can't just only focus on the bigger picture. Sometimes you got to stop and just enjoy what's going on around you and understand your situation and just get through it. Yeah, and, and just keep moving, you know, learn, even if you make a mistake, learn from it and move on. Just yep. like Buzz did by the end of the film. He learned yep. and he grew and he learned that, you know, even though his friends that he's made in this movie, his new team, yeah, they're not the most elite squad, they're not the most skilled in any way, but, you know, they're good people and, and he trusts them and, you know, they do make mistakes, but they're able to work through it and make and make a, you know, success out of their mission. I thought yep. that was a great message by the end. So it did have a good message. It just wasn't as deep as Soul or Inside, you know, Inside Out. I don't think I don't think anything will be as deep as Inside Out. Oh, that yeah. was an incredible film. We've talked yeah. about that. Oh, we, yeah. We've gushed about that. Up. Once again, plug for that episode. Up to Up as well. Ratatouille is another great one. I think that has a, Me has too, a deeper yeah. meaning. I about love family. Ratatouille. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, let's yeah. let's close it off here. RB, with, well, did you stay for the? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I did. I did. Um, so, let, yeah, we can talk post-credit scenes for sure. I, I, I was going to also talk just maybe some, yeah. some missed opportunities. I was thinking like, oh, well, they could have included these characters from Toy Story. And they did. Me too. I thought it would have been really funny if they had the little green men. Dude, that's what I was saying. I was walking out of the theater. I was like, where are the little green guys? Right. Because when, I mean, if you know, stick into everything, you know, IP Buzz Lightyear, you know, the Buzz Lightyear ride at Disneyland makes it clear that those guys are part of the Buzz Lightyear universe you know they have you know their little green planet that the little green men live on i thought that would have been cool if, if they got involved and what did they say I, I i was trying to remember the whole time i was riding home from the theater I was you, like, you have saved our lives we are eternally grateful <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh i love that i love Toy I, Story. Wanted, I wanted buzz lightyear to save the little green men lives i thought ah, maybe like they would have tried to blow up the little green men me too. I thought that was going to happen maybe in the sequel because it looks like we might be getting a sequel. Yeah, so that, that would be our, our second post credit scene, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. so first post credit scene is just kind of a laugh or similar to the you know Avengers second post credit scene where they're all sitting around eating the shawarma. Lasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
that was that was pretty great with Burnside, who had a smaller role than I expected. But I thought I, Isaiah Whit- Whitlock as as uh, Burnside did what he needed to do in this role. Role, but then the second one, we we have a reveal that Zerg is still alive. Yeah, and I think we'll get if we do get a sequel, we'll get a bigger clash between Buzz and Zerg. I'm excited to see that, as well as maybe we'll see Buzz Lightyear's blue utility belt from Toy Story Two. Absolutely. Why, why in Toy Story 2 is there a second toy that comes out with a new belt? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, jumping back even before the post credit scene, I think one of the coolest scenes is we, you know, we're watching this film, and I think you and I had the same thought our whole time. The whole time, you're watching, it's like, why is the suit so different from the toy suit? You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's just made out of cheap plastic and it's supposed to look like that. But then we finally get, you know, to see, oh, there is, you know, this is why the toy looks like this because. Mm-hmm. We get to see Buzz and all of his new members of Star Command or Space Rangers mm-hmm. in the new suits. And I thought that was a really cool sequence as they're all walking out. Absolutely. And um, one of my favorite scenes in the whole uh, movie was when he got his wings at the end there. And that was a total callback to the original Toy Story. Yep, yep very much so. I loved it. It was amazing. And um, the new suit is awesome. And I, I want to see a sequel. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to me, this Me one. neither. Me neither. Yeah. So is that about all we have to say? I mean, this was yeah, a pretty it, basic. I, I think this was a different direction for Pixar, but they've done yeah. it before. I mean, Pixar so many times, and that's what's so special about these Pixar films is how trans genre they are. I mean, from Toy Story, you know, the original, just sort of a family film to we get, you know, Cars, which is sort of, to me, an introduction for children into the sports thriller film genre to uh you know, Inside Out, which is something completely different in a film for all ages. You know, we even have, you know, Up, you know, another emotional draw. And then I'm trying to think, I'm missing on one. Oh, you know, The Incredibles, they do superhero movies. And now we've got Buzz Lightyear. They're going into sort of a sci-fi realm. And I, I love it. I think it's awesome what they're doing. And where can I, we go I, from I, here, RB? Because, you know, we have like, there are some, you know, Pixar movies that are more, you know, generic like this one, you know, a little bit simpler on the story just for a wide audience. I mean, all of them are for a wide audience, but some of them delve deeper, too. The next deep one I can think of is the next film uh, from, I think it's the guy that made Zootopia. I'm not 100% sure on that. But it's about a city where it's split up into fire, earth, water, and air. Elemental. Elemental. Which is is the next Pixar film, I believe. It's going to come out next year, next summer. That one, I think, is going to be like what we're talking about. That one's going to be one of the ones where it's a lot deeper meaning. Yeah, and I, I didn't realize this. Just looking at it, it's uh, Peter Peter Son, who, who oh, voiced cool. Stocks, and it was he was the director of The Good Dinosaur. Got it. Which, I mean, I don't think either of us loved The Good Dinosaur, so maybe this is his second crack at it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I didn't love The Good Dinosaur, but it was still like, it was a good movie, you know? It wasn't anything that blew me away. Just like this one, it wasn't anything that blew me away, but it was still a good t- good ticket entry, good good price of entry. I enjoyed myself, had a good time. Um I, I wasn't as mad as I was about Jurassic World Dominion, that's for sure. So uh, let's leave it at that then, I guess, RB. Yeah, absolutely. So um, thanks for, for tuning in, everybody. Uh, for those of you who stuck around for the double feature, you know, the release of our review of Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1 and Buzz Lightyear Review. Uh, thanks so much. For those of you who just watched one, you know, go ahead and click on over to the other. We got two episodes coming out this week. Uh, of course, this review and the review of Stranger Things. You can find us both on uh, on Twitter uh, at Dom Gonzalez, D-O-M-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S 48, and at RB with the call, R-B-W-I-T-H-T-H-E-C-A-L-L. 
You can find our podcast uh, on your favorite podcast channels, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Um, leave us you know, any comments, anything you'd like to see us review in the future, and what your thoughts were on Lightyear as well. All right, guys, with that said, you can tune in next week on next episode of Top of the List for Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2. And we'll review that, and as well as if we find any other films you want to discuss, we'll review those as well in the coming weeks as well. So stay tuned for more Top of the List. See you next time. Later, everybody.